Is that just my headphones? It sounded like when I try to compress the audio myself. You know, real, like the highs are real kind of vibrating. Like, it's fine. Okay. I, I mean, I don't really care. I just don't want the whole thing to be like that. If I start yelling, I don't want it to be. Alright, whatever. Uh, hey, Christmas time, right? Woo! Christmas. I actually love Christmas. I love ornaments. I love Christmas music. I love the specials. The Charlie. Brown. I love it all. It just doesn't. Just doesn't love me back, man. It's. It's like. Well, I'm in one of those. There's two kinds of bad Christmases. There's a bad Christmas where there's actually bad stuff going on, and then there's the Christmases where you dwell on the previous bad stuff. You know, it's like in a cycle. So I'm in this cycle of things actually going bad. So I'm less depressed this year and more, like, stressed out and, and aggravated. But, you know, like every year, I try to you know, I try to salvage it, and then the more you try to salvage it, the more it's just... It's like a hard-boiled egg that's not cooked right. You know, some hard-boiled eggs, you cook them, and then you crack the shell, and it comes right off real easy, and you know, you get under that membrane, and just whoop, whoop, and there you go. Delicious. And then sometimes... You boil it, and for whatever reason, it didn't cook right or something, and the membrane isn't there, or it's stuck to the egg, and you got to take the shell off, and you get chunks of egg with each piece of shell, and you get you have to take a thousand little shards off, and they each take a chunk of egg until it's just like the size of a, a meatball. <clears throat> that's that's what Christmas is for me, you know, just trying just just trying to salvage that delicious hard-boiled egg and just. T- just destroying it. Just having a handful of, you know, mush when you're done. <sighs> I had to give a dog CPR last week. That's that's funny to you, JoJo's laughing that a dog almost died. That's not funny. It was choking on a piece of cheeseburger, and I, I, Joe, from these hands. And these lungs brought back forth life. I am a hero. A Christmas hero. I don't think we need to go into who gave it the cheeseburger. Yeah, no, yeah, it was me. Of course it was me. Yeah, I gave it the cheeseburger. So, I almost killed someone's dog on Christmas in my kitchen. Merry Christmas. Although, you know, I mean, in my defense, giving a dog a hunk of a cheeseburger, that's not exactly, you know, pet abuse or anything. I don't think, you know, the vet would call the cops on me. It's a hunk of cheeseburger and it's a dog. <laughs> it's just like, it was just like a fluke thing. It 
ate it too fat, you know, just tried to swallow the whole thing, and then it couldn't breathe, it was trying to throw it up, and it, that didn't work, and then it just lied down, and then it, the tongue came, you know, it was just lying there with its tongue hanging out, and it just started drooling, and the eyes rolling back in his head, it was a, it was a bad scene, man, it was, <laughs> it was not, uh, you know, Christmas, it was not a Bing Crosby Christmas. Well, she, it took two of us. I had to hold the dog's mouth open while uh, she tried to get the chunk of hamburger out. And then just from reflex, the dog was biting. We both got all bit up. Look at my pink. It bit through my pinky nail. Look. Yeah, it hurt. It hurts right, hurts right now. But, I mean, even through all that, even me trying to hold its mouth open, we couldn't get the hamburger out. And it just, you know, then we tried slapping it on the back trying to do like a doggy Heimlich maneuver I, we didn't know what to do to get it out of there and then the dog it was a, it was one of the worst things I've ever seen just the sight of the dog and the best way I can describe it is the just the light started going out of its eyes the light went out of the dog's eyes Joe while she was holding it it was it was one of the worst things I've ever seen uh but you know, it then it just went limp. Once once it went limp and there were no reflexes, then I just grabbed it. I said, "Okay, now get the get the hamburger out." She got it out, and then I performed CPR on it. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, no, I did the whole bit. I. No, you're right. You're yeah, you're right. I don't think you're supposed to breathe in anymore. I think they just I think they figured out that that was pointless and you should just pump the heart. But you know, I wasn't gonna go Google it. <laughs> I didn't even stop to check. You know, I don't even know for sure. I didn't check to see if, if his heart was beating or anything. It wasn't, you know, there were no reflexes left and it wasn't moving. So I just, you know, did it by the numbers. You know, just, uh, you know, whatever. Don't thank my third grade swim coach or the Boy Scouts or whatever. I don't, I don't even know where I learned CPR. I might have just learned it from watching TV. I don't know. I'll just, my brain remembered, uh, you know, Step one, two, three, four, whatever, and that's what I did, and then the dog came back around. And then uh, then it was fine. So now the dog's fine. <sighs> it, was, it was bad news, though. No, I, you know me. I was cool as a cucumber. Well, while it was going on, I was fine. Uh, I was pretty freaked out afterwards, though. But, you know, I mean, talk about try, trying to leave the world better than you found it. I gotta like I'm working my ass off just to uh, uh, leave it as good a shape as it was when I got here. <laughs> you know, just undoing everything that everything that goes wrong because I'm on this planet is a full-time job for me. You know, forget about leaving it better than I found it. Like if if I was if I was the character on It's a Wonderful Life, you know, the angel would bring me back and everything would just basically be the same. Yeah, but, but the dog, I, I saved that dog. No, I, uh, the dog lived because you, you weren't there to try kill it with a cheeseburger. <laughs> You're the one who gave it the cheeseburger. You, you weren't here to choke it, so you didn't have to be there to save it. <laughs> that would be, you know, that would be it. Well, what about the, I stopped that mugger that one time. I, I said, well, the old woman only had three bucks anyhow, and she died the next morning. She was 89. It didn't matter. In, in, in fact, he... After he ran off, I went and mugged a pregnant woman, and she had a miscarriage. 
<laughs> That's what it would be for me. Huh? Remember to, yeah, I stopped him. I told you this story. I stopped a mugging once. I was just... Uh, I'm driving. It was when I lived on the east side. The east side of Milwaukee is where all the college kids live because it's real cheap. But it's real cheap because it's on, like, the edge of the ghetto. So I'm, I'm driving one morning. I'm driving from my house there. I forget where I was going even. But you know how you're just sort of... When you're half awake and you're driving, all the scenery is just like it's just sort of some surreal image that you're moving past slowly. I'm so I see this mugging like two blocks ahead of me. I'm going like 25 miles an hour, you know, so I'm not flying. I'm watching like for two blocks. I'm driving, watching this mugging, and then I'm there, and then I'm passing it. I and I had passed it up before my brain had calculated what was going on, and the yes, that's really going on. You're not dreaming. <laughs> then, then I whipped the car around and and uh, got he no the guy just ran off, which was probably you know for the best. But yeah, no, I'm basically a jerk. Uh, is unless I don't have time to think about it. Like if I don't have time to think about what's going on, I'm you know I'm a saint. <laughs> if I could just go through my life without time to mull anything over, I would be a saint. But it's once I have time to consider things, that's when, you know, I'm a selfish a-hole. <laughs> so the core of me is good. Just, the, you know, once it gets through the brain, the brain's like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Do we really want to put our mouth on that dog's mouth? You know, hey, hold on. That guy um, could have a gun, you know. Maybe the old woman said something. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, so I don't really feel like killing myself this year. I'm too, you know, there's too much going on. I haven't had time to stop and dwell on things. Although, you know, I mean, I'm not against the idea. Why don't both, why don't you and I kill ourselves, Joel? Let's do a suicide pack. Wanna? Why not? Come on. Wouldn't it be great not wake up tomorrow? Wouldn't it be awesome? Just end it. You and I will go in the garage. We'll pull your car in the garage. We'll start the car up. Close the door. Listen to the radio and oblivion. I'll even let you pick out the station for like you know like a couple songs, not you know not the whole time. <laughs> Come on, why not? Why? why no, why aren't you more? Why aren't you suicidal every year? Why is it me? What? You you hate your job. You've got two ungrateful kids. You're losing your hair. Huh? How come you're not more miserable? Your best friend is me? You've got nothing. I'm not your best friend? Oh. Well, then. I guess there'll be uh, plenty of room on the passenger seat for my will, then. Oh, your wife is your best. How's that? That's sweet. Your wife's your best friend. You must think she's going to listen to this podcast. Is that, is that it? And here's the other thing, too. It's like being bummed out on the holidays. And I say bummed out now because I'm not, you know, I'm all stressed out. Uh, but I know how bad it gets everybody out there, believe me. I, I know how painful it is. I, I know the pain of just wanting to end it. And, but that's a young man's game. You know? And I know, I'm being, being sincere here. I think most of it is <clears throat> pardon me I think that most of it the depression is 
not so much what you've done or what's happened to you. I mean, that's part of it. But I think most of it is dread. You know, is this how the rest of my life's going to be? You know, am I going to keep, keep making the same mistakes? Is this just the rhythm? Is this just the pattern of my life? You know, you're worried about the future. You're worried about it repeating. You feel like it's never going to change. It's never going to get better. I think that I think that more than what's actually happened or what you've actually done wrong is what drives depression. And, you know, I'm a, in my late 30s now. You know, I've got some perspective, and I know it's... Yes, it is going to be like this my whole life. Yes, I am going to make the same mistake. So now I'm just going to, oh, whatever. It's like, here's another analogy. It's like a football game where you're getting blown out. And you're just, you know, it, when you're a young man, you're like in the first or second quarter, and you're down by 20 points, and you're like, oh, it's anxiety. It's like, what can I do? What are we going to do? What the, we got to stop this. We can't go, oh, I did. You know, there's all that. But, you know, when you're my age, it's like, you're down by 20 points and there's, you know, 56 seconds left. You know, you know just, well, that's a loss. <laughs> well, that was life. Yeah, I, I suck at life. Yeah. Oh, well. So, I mean, whatever. You got some stories here? What, what, what on, went on this week? Kim Jong-il is dead. I was actually shocked that they said he died. I really, I, I was shocked, Joe, when they showed pictures of him in the casket and everything, because he was like a god, right? That's what he told all those those zombies out there in that ass-backwards country. They, they were all convinced he was a god, he was their glorious leader. I'm, I was shocked that they let the people know that he was dead, he was a mere mortal. And they didn't just say, well, he, he went up to the mothership, or he, he, he ascended into... A being of light and energy and malevolence, and, and he's still watching you. You know, so I thought it would, I thought it would be that. You know, and the rest of the world would have to just know that it's all BS. I mean, because that's what's been going on anyhow. We all know it's BS, but that country's so isolated that the people don't know. So who's in charge over there now? His kid, right? What do we know about his kid, except that he looks like a fat Mike Myers? I saw a picture of him. He's got he's got two other brothers, right? So how come he got it? He he got the gig. Do you know? That would have been a good story then for you to to print out for me. Joe, you know. <laughs> Joe too busy hanging out with his best friend perhaps to actually print up the biggest story of the week for me. So he's got two brothers. They're both dead men, right? No, I mean they're gonna be. I mean, why? Why? Don't hear, why? I got a why for you. Why don't we just get you a microphone? This is this is asinine. You're gonna you you obviously are gonna keep talking to me throughout these whole podcasts. I obviously gonna am gonna keep responding. Why don't we just get you a microphone? This is stupid. Yeah, I know what I said, but I mean this is asinine. I said that because I thought I could ignore you, and that's not gonna happen. Let's get you a mic, or we'll try to get the good mic in here. <sighs> Anyhow, why is look? It, you got three brothers, right? Uh, the the whole nation is convinced that you're gods, and that's why you're the leader, you know, because you're gods. So if some general or something wants to take over power, they gotta use one of the other bro- brothers as a puppet. You know, because there has to be a god in charge there. So they got to talk one of the other brothers into being a puppet in, in order to whack you and usurp power. So now you gotta you got to whack those two brothers. 
right? I, they got they better get out of that country if they're not already dead. Because if it was me, if it was me, they'd be dead. I mean, there's not a whole lot of math to do that here. Those two got to go. So, what stories do you got? Otherwise, I'm just going to complain about Christmas music for the next 20 minutes. Uh, Mannheim Steamroller. That's awful. Mannheim Steamroller is awful because it's too heavy. It's just too... It's too much. Like, Christmas music should be... You know, uh... I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus or... All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. It j just little simple ditties. You know, you don't need a whole orchestra to do a little drummer boy. It's just too, it's too heavy. Is it? You know, Santa Claus coming to town or Darth Vader, for fuck's sakes. Just, you know, tone it down. I, I want to get into the Christmas mood. I don't need to be frightened. The, the Beatles are awful. So this is Christmas. Uh, that show, that song should be against the law. You know how many people want to kill themselves around Christmas time, and then you have a Christmas mu a Christmas song that's just flat out depressing. I I don't even know what the lyrics are, but just the melody is so depressing. I just want to slice my wrist and lie in a warm bathtub when that thing comes on. It's it's dreadful. And then th th that other one, imagine. Imagine there's no countries and imagine no possess. That's a Christmas. It's not a Christmas song. They've been playing it nonstop. They always play it around. Are you sure? There must be something Christmas related to it, cause it. That's the only time of year I hear it. Imagine no possessions. Boy, that guy must have never met an a-hole in his life. You can, you know, you can tell that guy never had a real job. All these people who are into communism and think it's a great idea. They must have they never met an a-hole before. Communism is great if there's no a-holes. But guess what? There's a-holes everywhere you go. No possessions. We all just everybody just owns everything. Yeah. How long before everything's broken or lost? Huh? Twenty minutes? How, yeah. Come on. Here's communism. Uh, look at the laziest a-hole at your job. You're all going to get paid as much as him. You, the hardest worker, the boss, you know, the guy at some other job, baseball players, executives, lawyers, doctors, they're all, they all get paid. They all get the same house and the same car as the laziest a-hole at your job. And if you, if you complain, then you go to jail. That's communism. And so everybody just stops working hard because it doesn't matter. It doesn't get them anywhere. And then 15 years later... Uh, you're all starving to death. Nobody can figure out why. And then uh, the country next to you that's a capitalist country, everybody there has uh, I iPods built into their contact lenses while you, while you starve to death. <sighs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, I'm talking, well, oh, yeah, Christmas music. Here's the other Christmas music I don't want. I, all I want is Bing Crosby. All I want is old white guys from the 50s. That's all you need. People who like Christmas music, that's all they want. And people who don't like Christmas music, they, they're not going to like anything that's Christmas music. You know, I don't need pink with a, we're going to have a bling Christmas or whatever. I don't need Lady Gaga with a big nativity scene phallic symbol. I, I it doesn't have anything to do with them. Just, leave, you know, enough. We don't need any new Christmas music. We don't need any new music as far as I'm concerned. 
We've got enough music. Oh, music is just about breaking up with people in love anyhow. We've got enough songs. And, yeah, Adele, I heard Adele again today. Here's, here's what's on the radio this time of year. And you all know this. You can, if you're depressed and you're trying to listen to the radio, you can listen to talk radio, which is going to depress you more. You can listen to sports talk, which is dreadful. <clears throat> or you can listen to top 40 music, and that's, or Christmas music, because every other station has given up in this city except for the Top 40 station. Every every other station has gone full-on Christmas nonstop. And it's not just classic stuff. That's a problem. you got to listen to, like, Beyonce, shake your, shake your uh, stocking, or I don't know what, you know, shake your candy cane. So Adele, Adele, I mean, that's another song. Just outlaw Adele during Christmas time. We don't. Nobody needs to hear Adele whining ever, much less at Christmas. She's the one. Uh, what's that song? So we could have had it all, or it's all gone, or uh, everything is gone, and I'm sad. And blah blah blah. Yeah, it's dreadful. Here's what I do now. When that song comes on, so that so I don't you know decide to swerve into traffic and end it all. I just pretend she's singing you a McRib sandwich, you know, because she's fat. So then it, you know, it goes from me being depressed to making fun of a fat person. I just pretend she's singing you a McRib, because all the lyrics still work. You know, McRibs. You know, we love them, but uh, they don't hang around long. They leave us, and then we're hurt and confused. You know. No, she's dread. Don't even compare her to Fiona Apple. She's no Fiona Apple. Which, by the way, uh, there's no no Fiona Apple this time of year either. Because then, no, thanks. The difference is, Joe, she's fat. That's the difference. That's why she sucks. And Fiona Apple doesn't. No, it's not. It's because she's fat, but here's why. Uh... There's nothing wrong with being fat. You know, it doesn't make you a bad person. But it does, you know, put you at the bottom of the food chain when it comes to dating, right? I mean, look, look, I don't, I'm not making fun of fat people. I'm mean, fat people don't need me to tell them that. When you're fat, you're at the bottom of the food chain with, when it comes to dating. You know, you'll date somebody and they're just trying to get a few wins under their belt and then they leave you and move on to someone else. Life's not fair. But, so that's why Adele sucks. It's like a duh. She's, you know, dumpy looking, 50 pounds overweight, and people are dumping her left and right. You know, duh. You know, maybe, you know, why don't you, you know, you're, you're writing your lyrics on the back of a Krispy Kreme box. You know, the solution is right in your mitt. You know, when you lose 50 pounds, I bet your lot in life will turn around. Whereas, whereas if you're feeling an apple, and people are dumping you, and you're hurt and confused... You know, you have a right to be hurt and confused because you're gorgeous. Fiona Apple is gorgeous. Adele is like, you know, like I said, it's like it's a da. She's the same as Kesha to me. Because, because Kesha, they're both, it's boring, it's da, it's obvious. Kesha is smoking hot and she sings about how great life is. And we hate her for it. No, we hate her because we don't want to hear a hot blonde singing about how great her life is because it's a da. Yeah, of course your life's great. You're a hot blonde. Well, the same thing with Adele. Yeah, of course people are dumping you left and right. You know, you're 50 pounds overweight. And here's the here's the other thing. I'm, I'm watching this Adele video. Who's a sick bastard? Remember when Missy Elliott first came on the scene and they like, 
bent over backwards, man, to try to hide the fact that she was fat. Remember her first couple of videos? She was like in a big garbage bag space suit or something, and then she was in a, a hall full of circus mirrors or some other thing. You know, they were trying to... I like Missy Elliott. Now, Missy Elliott's talented, but see, Missy Elliott's not bellyaching. She's not a bellyaching whiner like Adele. I'm sure Adele's a dreadful person to be around. Anyhow, like, so, like, Missy Elliott... They hid it from us as best they could. Adele, man, they just... The first video I saw her in, they just, she was like in a poorly fitting prom dress and high heels in a room that was just a hardwood floor. That was it. A hardwood floor, a microphone, and a her. Trying to fit in a prom suit with high heels on. Like, man, somebody hates your ass. But that hardwood floor looked like the surface of a golf ball when she was... <laughs> Joe says I should stop making fun of fat people. It's Christmas. You're right. I'm, look, whatever. I'm just trying to get through it, man. And, and here's the advice for everybody. Just get through it. Just be... You want to be an ass? Just be an ass. Who cares? You get, the worst thing you can say to somebody, the worst thing you can do to somebody, is still going to be better than you offing yourself. So just, you know, just do whatever. Just get the hell through it. You know, like, it's like the opposite of the advice that they... The advice people give you all the time, which is, and this is horrible advice, by the way, is to, they want you to find somebody worse off, or look at him, see how much worse off he has it? Now, see, now, don't you feel better about your lot in life? No. No, no, I'm, now I'm, I feel bad because my lot in life hasn't changed. I feel bad for this person now, and I feel like kind of an ass because I feel bad about my lot in life, even though it's not as bad as this guy. Now I'm, like, now I'm triple depressed. I'm depressed twice, and I feel ashamed of being depressed. That's awful advice. Here's my advice. Find somebody who's worse off than you and then mock that person and look down on them and lord your real problems over that person like Adele. You know, this is like, like what I'm doing with Adele here. Adele, whiner. Whiner. Just lose some weight and you'll be fine. See? Like that. Just look down on others. <coughs> Pardon me. And I still congested. I caught a cold last week. I think I might have caught it from the dog. I don't know, is that even possible? I got real sick right after that. I mean, it could just have been a coincidence. Who knows? I don't know. <clears throat> How much... Have I said anything interesting yet? How much time we got? We got like five minutes left? <sighs> so you got... What stories you got for me? Oh, good, good. Give me those. <clears throat> All right, this is from what? <clears throat> Missing teenager found safe, man arrested in Elkhorn. Elkhorn. An Amber Alert is canceled after a missing Lake Geneva girl is found safe. 13-year-old Courtney Harshman is okay and reunited with her family while the man she was with is under arrest. Investigators are still at an Elkhorn hotel where they found the missing girl after an intense investigation that included the FBI. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The, uh, the long and short of it is, some pizza guy, some 20-year-old pizza guy from, like, where is it, Tennessee? Whatever. I think it was, like, Tennessee. I don't know. Let's say it is. <laughs> from not here. He wasn't from Wisconsin. He was from out of state. They, they hook up on Craigslist or on the Internet or somewhere. You know what I just realized? Did they give her name? Yes, Courtney Harshman. That's, why are they giving the victim's name? Some th- 13-year-old girl is scrolling the internet and gets hooked up with some pedophile and they give her name? That's a stupid idea. Well, as- aside from the embarrassment, Joe, 
Well, yeah, I guess they had to give it in the Amber Alert, but I don't think they need to reiterate it in the news. Aside from the embarrassment, you got a 13-year-old girl here who, who's obviously either not very bright or she's trouble, right? It's one of the two. Either she's trouble or she's an idiot. So now you've just given her name, and now every pedophile in the world knows to try to find her on Facebook. Why, why are they giving her name? Anyhow, two idiots involved here. Well, let's start with this, with this girl. Hey, uh, dumbass. There, you want to go get hooked up with a pedophile? What? There's congressmen out there. There's senators. You know, there's heads of uh, college campuses, apparently. The, the world is your oyster to go hook up with a pedophile and be able to blackmail him until hell won't have it. You could be set for life. You know, if this is the kind of trouble you want to get yourself into, you could do this and be set for life. This idiot picks a, a pizza guy? So he's going to do 5 to 10, and what do you get out of it? Nothing. You get your name in the paper. Moron. And then this moron. You're driving into Wisconsin? Look, I hate to stereotype my own state here, but uh, Wisconsin's known for uh, two things. Serial killers and fat people. What the hell is this guy doing uh, coming from... Te the women in Tennessee are good-looking. What the hell is he doing? You, all you lowlifes on the internet, you can't find a 13-year-old girl that's not in the Midwest? Find a 13-year-old... Huh? <laughs> Joe's begging me not to go down this line of... The point is, okay, let's say not a pedophile. Let's just say hooking up on the internet anywhere. You're going to drive a, a, into another time zone to come here? Look, I live here. Don't bother. You got... It's, uh, you know, 600,000 women who look like Adele and Packer jerseys. That's it. That's what's here for you. You've wasted your trip. And I bring that up because this next story here. Hold on. Give me, give me, give me. What are you doing? Give me that. What are you clowning around for? Why are you in such a good mood? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you into that garage at gunpoint. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you there at gunpoint. We're both going to do this thing. We're going to do this suicide pack. If I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to force you to write a, a note. Saying that I'm your best friend. <laughs> saying that I am your best friend, not your wife. Signed, Joe. And then we're gonna both uh, suck fumes. <clears throat> Two women were arrested in Milwaukee this week after a man told police they had bound and stabbed him hundreds of times in a sexual encounter that quote unquote quickly got out of hand. The 18-year-old man told police he had met one of the women on the internet and had traveled to Milwaukee from Phoenix, Arizona. I've been to Phoenix, Arizona. The women there are unbelievable. This guy took a a 1,300-mile drive to get two broads from Wisconsin? And, and what did I say before? Uh, fat and serial killers, right? I mean, best case scenario, you get somebody who's just homely and 20 pounds overweight. Worst case scenario, you get this. you tied up and stabbed hundreds of times in a sexual encounter that quickly got out of hand. <laughs> The two women, Rebecca Chandler and Raven Larrabee, were being held in Milwaukee County Jail on $15,000 bail. Uh, Chandler, uh, Rebecca Chandler said he and the man were having sexual relations which involved cutting and that the act was consensual but got out of hand. <laughs> How's it get out of hand? Just, uh, whoa, just, uh, the box cutter? Just, started, you had a seizure while you were using the box cutter? Or what? How's it got out of hand? 
<laughs> Chandler told the police that her roommate, whom she called Scarlet, did most of the cutting and that she was possibly involved in a satanic or occult activities. You know what's weird about this? I'm realizing. This woman's name is Raven Laramie, the woman who's involved in satanic or occult activities, but she's got a nickname Scarlet. Like, it's just the grass is always greener, man. If you're in a satanic cult, isn't Raven a cool enough name? I mean, that's as good as, I mean, you're into Satanism and stuff. I mean, Raven is pretty good, isn't it? You got, you still, you want Scarlet? To me, Scarlet and Raven, I mean, they're parallel. You know, it's a lateral move. Maybe she just wanted an alias for the sake of having an alias. It obviously didn't work because the police got them both. In the, a search of Chandler and Laramie's apartment, police found knives, duct tape, bloody ropes, and books or literature relating to Satanism or the occult, including a necronomic ritual book called Werewolf's Guide to Life. I'm amused that they're using books. It seems that they're on the internet enough to lure this guy in. I'm, I guess I'm surprised it's not all, you know, like, Kindles and stuff. You got the whole, well, it just got the whole police report for me. This thing's like three pages long. Large amounts of blood on the floor, duct tape, bloody duct tape. Chalice made out of cheese. <laughs> no, I made that part up. But that, you know, that's what you, that's what it should be. The two Satanists from Milwaukee, big, big altar made out of Gouda, and then they have like a, a chalice, a big cheese, a foam cheese head chalice that <laughs> that they drink the blood out of, huh? Like that. Don't come to Milwaukee for to date. Yeah, what the hell's the matter with you people? Oh, unless you're a woman. <laughs> Shoot myself in the foot here. <clears throat> Whatever. <sighs> uh, oh, good, we're done. Well, that was fairly painless. Uh, do you want to do one on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, Joe? Just as maybe. Which means probably not. I don't know. Well, whatever. Uh, voice is where you can find me, and if you go there, there's a link to all sorts of uh, quote-unquote Christmas stuff uh, to get you all through it if you're sick of the holidays or, or worse. So everybody hang in there. It'll be all over in a minute. Yeah. And you, Joe, uh, this was your chance. You know, Don't come sniffing around here in July wanting to do a suicide pact because I will be out of the winter blues. I will be knee-deep in groupies and uh, readers trying to get my autograph. So you can just forget it brother this was your chance to, to go on to the next life side by side with a buddy you turned it down thanks for listening everybody until next time think think